0: My name is Aaron and uh, my buddy Tyson, I don't know if you've ever heard of him, um, uh, has been inviting me to lead worship here for the last few months. um, And it's been a huge blessing to me and my family. Um, And so I know that not all of you uh, necessarily, um, you know, you guys don't vote on inviting guest worship leaders, but I I wanted to say a special thank you Um, for just uh, being a church that loves Jesus deeply, uh, who cares about the kingdom, cares about your um, community, and uh, through that, uh, inviting me to come help lead this team. Now, um, what I realized in being here this morning is these guys don't need (laughs) me to come. They kill it, don't they? Yeah, they absolutely kill it. So I'm also grateful uh, to just be led in worship by my friends here. We could probably turn the the gain down a little bit. I'll keep it close to my mouth. Um, So speaking of music, um, for those of you who grew up in church, maybe you'll recognize this this little song. Um, Obedience is the very best way to show that you believe. No? Doing exactly what the Lord commands, doing it happily. Action is the key. Do it immediately. A joy you will receive. No? All right. All right. You guys didn't, like, grow up in the same genre of church that I did. <laughs> I, I personally believe, though, I personally believe that that song was written by some parent whose kids was really disobedient. <laughs> you know, they're like, uh, let's write a song To cram this in their head that maybe they'll obey. And you know what? I had one of those encounters right before uh, we started, you know, talking or or, just just before we started singing um, with with Jimmy, one of the worship leaders up here. And we were talking about disciplining our kids (laughs) and because I brought this for later. (laughs) Um, Later in the sermon, not to spank my kids. Come on, guys. We were talking about disciplining our kids, and, and he, was, he was telling me how um, he sends the, his, his kids to the room, you know, to make sure that he's not disciplining in anger. And then he brings his Bible and reads Ephesians, you know, children, obey your parents in the Lord, before he spanks them. Talk about torture. Like, he, he, like, not only makes them go sit in their room, but then he, ha- he reads Scripture. Yeah. And they're like, dad, I I know this verse. I just didn't want to obey you. (laughs) It sounded dumb. Uh, Yeah, (laughs) I, I just remember like singing that song at home. And you know, as a kid, you sing a song like that in church and it sounds all well and good, but then you have to go home and actually obey your parents. And there's like, Constant opportunity to obey your parents, right? They tell you to do stuff all the time. Do you guys remember when you were kids? Do you remember five years ago, you know, for you guys? Tw- 25, 35 years ago when you were, 45 years ago? Did I just hear somebody say 45 years ago? Oh, man. We are getting old, aren't we? I grew up in a very um, strict family, um, and so I had lots of opportunities for obedience um, and disobedience. And um, so I wasn't allowed to listen to rock music. Everybody take their finger and scratch their head with me. Yeah, yeah. I wasn't allowed to listen to rock music. Um, it was the music of the devil. And. Um, and I also wasn't allowed to watch a certain show that had a lot of rock music. See, I grew up um, kind of in the 90s, and, and there was still that residual, you know, from the 80s, the hard rock era. You know, there was still that, relig- uh, that residual, and there was this show called Power Rangers. And I wasn't allowed to watch it because there was so much rock music in it. But guess what? I was not an obedient kid. Got a little older, and on Thursday nights, um, when I was a teenager, I would watch my brothers and sisters. I'm the oldest of six kids, and I would watch my brothers and sisters while my parents went to bowling night, Mm -hmm. all right? Thursday nights were bowling night. Now, did anybody grow up or watch TV in the 90s? Do you guys know what was on on Thursday nights? ER. ER. That that made me fall asleep because I was a teenager. No, friends, friends, Bing. friends was, yeah, <laughs> better is a relative word. Well, I obviously wasn't allowed to li- watch Friends, but I totally did every single week, <laughs> every single week. I, my um, my dad's friend had c- come over one day, and he... Uh, he dropped the CD in my dad's office, and he didn't realize that he had dropped it. Um, and I, I found it, and I quickly went from just a disobedient son to a, uh, um, a thief, because it was Matchbox Twenty. And I mean, like, to a kid who's not allowed to listen to rock music. Matchbox 20 was really cool. You know, like, I wonder what it's like to be a rainmaker. You know, like, Rob Thomas was really cool. And most of you guys are like, I have no idea what you're singing. Okay, it was on karaoke machines in the early 2000s because we were putting money into the karaoke machines. All that to say, sometimes I would repent You know, I was totally that kid in youth group that had the CD burning, you know, uh, throw my bad music into the fire and repent temporarily. But for some reason, when it came to that whole rock music thing and not being allowed to watch shows, I just kept coming back to disobedience. I was never motivated by the right thing. Now, earlier we said that Uh, The theme today is love, and that's true, but the theme today actually is love because of, or or obedience because of love. You see, we're all motivated by something. How many of you in here, we're just going to learn a little bit about each other today, are rule followers? Come on. We got some rule followers in there. I mean, you can't help it. Some of us just obey the rules out of compulsion, okay? Don't judge us. That's not me. I'm just speaking for them. Some of us obey because of rewards. Some of us be, obey because of sheer terror, you know, fear. My wife, apparently, uh, I'm told this story all the time by her dad. Whenever he would like, send her to her room, to sp- she was going to get a spank. She would start crying really loud. When The closer it got to her getting spanks, the louder that she got. All the way up until the point where like he's swinging the pedal and she's screaming bloody murder. And he's thinking, the cops are going to get called on me before she even got the spank. Anyway, she didn't get very many spanks when she was a kid cuz her dad didn't want to get the cops called on her. Some of us obey because of pride, maybe self-preservation, duty, people pleasing, people pleasers, that's me. Yeah, yeah. Some of us just obey cuz it's logical, but but the thing is none of those are going to last. Right. If you're a people pleaser, or if you're obeying because of pride or duty, or even just logic, it's going to fall short eventually. The only, the only kind of obedience that will last past one, two, three times is the obedience that is cultivated out of a loving relationship. I love my parents, therefore I obey them. I trust that they love me and want the best for me, and therefore I obey them, even if their rules are really dumb. And all the teenagers said amen. <laughs> Don't worry, I'll make dumb rules for my kids too. It's We all do it, all right? If, if you're a note-taker, I know we got some note-takers in this room because I've been here enough times. If you're a note-taker, I would encourage you to write down 2 Corinthians five, fourteen and 15, and 1 John 4, 7 through 21. We'll read some of that later, but I would encourage you to, to read those and soak those in. The s- 2 Corinthians, Paul talks about being compelled completely drawn, compelled to obey God. And here's the reason that we're talking about obedience today, obedience in the context of love. The reason that we're talking about that is that we've been talking about hearing the voice of God. And in that context, so like so we've got the context of, of our sermon today, we've got the context of the series that we've been in and hearing the voice of God. That's in the broader context. Uh, I'll just let you know because Tyson's been pretty obvious. Your your pastor, your leader, your shepherd here at the river believes that every single one of you and he doesn't just believe this. This is what Scripture teaches. Every single one of you who claim the name of Jesus, who have the Holy Spirit living inside of you, are ministers or pastors or, you know, like some, some people call it the priesthood of believers. If you are a believer in Jesus, you are here your, your reason for being here past salvation is to be a disciple or an apprentice who makes disciples. Okay? So that's the broader context. I mean, Tyson's gonna keep, you know, keep equipping you, keep keep pounding this message that the gospel is not going to be spread in lapel. In the greater Indianapolis area, in Indiana, in the United States, in this world, because Tyson Priest is a good preacher. The gospel is going to be spread in this area because we, as the followers of Jesus, who go to a factory or work on a farm or stay at home with our little boogers, live and love like Jesus, that we believe that we are here for more than just going to church on a Sunday. We believe that we can hear from God and that we can pour out God's love to others. So last week we talked about the how of hearing from God. I thought Tyson's main points were spot on when he said, how we hear from God is, first of all, we get ourselves in the right posture, we soften our hearts, we repent before God. We stop, we still ourselves, which is like impossible in this world, right? To stop and to still ourselves. He talked about, he talked about cultivating a spiritual sensitivity, because God is spirit and those who worship Him must worship Him in his spirit and truth, right? That, that's, that's what our shepherd said. So, so we, we get our hearts in the right place. We still ourselves. We cultivate spiritual sensitivity. And when the voice of God speaks, what happens? We have a choice. We have a choice. So today, in the context of love, in the context of God gave his one and only son, to die the death on a cross that we deserved. And because God loves us, we ought to love one another. We're going to talk today from the book of 1 John. So if you have your Bibles, you have your phone, however you read your Bible, it's not going to be up on the, on, on the screen. So I would encourage you to get it out. Get your pen out or pencil to underline because we're going to be in the book of 1 John. We're going to start in chapter 2, verse 4. First John chapter 2, verse 4. Scripture says, If someone claims, I know God, but doesn't obey God's commandments, that person is a liar and is not living in the truth. But those who obey God's word truly show how completely they love him. That is how we know we are living in Him. Those who say they live in God should live their lives like Jesus did. I love, I love verse 5 where it says, Those who obey God's word truly show how completely they love Him. So, so all of us who, who claim the name of Jesus have the Holy Spirit inside of us. We put ourselves in that posture of of open hands and open hearts. We soften our hearts. We repent before God. We spend time in silence instead of noise. We cultivate spiritual sensitivity, and God speaks. God speaks usually in a really still, small voice, but God speaks. And what we find is we then have a choice, to obey or to watch friends. (laughs) We have a choice to, to do the hard thing or to do the easy thing. To be brave or to take the easy way out. I'm keeping this super broad here because I know in the all the eyeballs looking at me right now have different contexts of what obedience looks like for you. Last week Tyson mentioned scripture in, in the book of John. So today we're in the first, you know, first John right at the end of the scripture. Well, John wrote another gospel, and Tyson mentioned. Um, When John talked about um, uh, Jesus' analogy with sheep, my sheep hear my voice, and they know my voice. All the other shepherds could could be yelling, and my voice cuts through the noise because they know my voice. That's John 4.24. When we listen to the voice of God, and we actually obey Him, that reinforces our sensitivity, our ability to hear God. It reinforces the voice of God in our lives. Him being our shepherd, the one that we follow, our master. And when we obey, we find that it reinforces God's voice in our lives. Then, in 1 John chapter 2, verses 15 through 17, what we find is that as we obey, our relationship with our Master deepens. The Scripture says in verse 15 of chapter 2, it says, Do not love the world, nor the things it offers you. For when you love the world, you do not have the love of the Father in you. For the world offers only a craving for physical pleasure, a craving for everything we see, and a pride in our achievements and possessions, lust of the eyes, lust of the flesh, pride of life. These are not from the Father, but they're from the world. And this world is fading away along with everything that people crave. But anyone who does what pleases God will live forever. Now, I have some deep relationships. How many of you think back, uh, you know, the 25 years that you've been alive? Let's just say that. And, and you think back to some of the relationships that you have. How many of you are still friends with your childhood friends? Anybody? Oh, that's amazing. Aren't those great? Like, you actually remember what their parents' back porch looks like? You know? Like, I heard... That, a songwriter said that poetically. I just steal it from him. Um, it, it's beautiful. How many of you, your best friends, are from your college years? Anybody? Those are my best friends. How about most of your best friends are just friends you made as, adult, as an adult? Very good. It's a huge swath there. We've got some good relationships. I'm married. That's a pretty good relationship. Like, I, I, my wife knows me pretty well, and I know her pretty well. And guess what? We're, like, working on getting to know each other even better. Like, for the last, what, 14 years? Yeah. But no matter how deep the relationship goes, no matter if you've seen your friend's back porch or you talk to your spouse every day or your boyfriend or girlfriend that you're getting to know on deep level, those relationships all have an end date, don't they? At the very least, all of us have an appointment with a certain dude called death, right? And and our relationships have a finite span to them. But there's one relationship that doesn't. That's the relationship that we can cultivate, that we've been talking about, that voice that we've been hearing. We talk about prayer and hearing from God. When we obey, reinforcing the voice of God, we also deepen our relationship with Him. And then imagine when you hear that voice and see His face. say that again. You could cultivate an ear for the voice of God throughout a lifetime, day by day. We'll talk about that later. You get to know the voice of God by obeying him and listening to him. Then you get to hear his voice and turn around and see him face to face. It's kind of like having a long distance relationship for years and then finally seeing that person except for so much better so obedience reinforces the voice of god it deepens our relationship with him and when we choose to obey the world becomes a better place I was at the park last summer, and um, let's just say our three-year-old at the time has a lot of energy. Um, For some reason, little boys can't stay cooped up in one place for too long without either driving you nuts or going nuts themselves, right? Amen? All right. All right. Good. You're still with me. I, I. Um, So I took, I I did what good dads do. They take them to the park and let them run like crazy people, right? And I was at the park, and I was kind of just enjoying my alone time. Um, And then um, God kind of drew me to have a conversation with this other parent that was there. Um, Now, typically... I, I like I'm an extrovert. I like having conversations, but like this is one that like the, the this lady was shy, and I'm a dude, and I've got a ring on, so I I gotta be care like I gotta be really careful. Like if there's a conversation, I make sure my left hand is very visible, right? Like I'm not hitting on this lady, like I. But I felt like God was asking me to have a conversation with this lady. Long story short, like she's. She's shy, so it's kind of like on and off, here and there. Then it's like time for me to go, you know? So it wasn't much of a conversation. And I felt like God was at, like from the beginning, I felt like God was asking me to pray for her. Now, Tyson told a funny story a few weeks ago how (laughs) he went up to the cash register dude with all the tats, and, uh, and he felt like God was telling him to say, God loves you, right? Right? And it was super awkward, and Tyson, like, grabbed this change and ran out of there. Like, do you guys remember that? I thought it was hilarious. And same for me. Just because I'm up here teaching on a Sunday, it doesn't mean that it's not super weird when God asks me to do awkward things. Okay? Like, that's the voice of God. Look, look at all the prophets. Usually God is asking them to do really awkward things in his name. And so I felt like God was asking me to pray for her. And so the conversation hadn't gone well. And I was like, hey, we got to get going. Um, I'm going to go get Marcus here in a second. Uh, I, I know this is weird, but I feel like God is asking me to pray for you. Is there anything specific I can pray for you? Like I said, she was shy. She hadn't opened up. And it was like the floodgates came open. And she told me about how she and her uh, daughter are in between houses right now. They're living with family. And she's she, even though she doesn't even know if she believes in God, she would like for me to pray that God would provide housing. Now, I I prayed with her. I awkwardly said goodbye. And I have no idea if she got housing. Same story as Tyson. Like, we obeyed. (laughs) Like, we heard the voice of God. We knew we obeyed. But I have no idea. I have no idea what happened. But I do know this one thing. When people come up to me, On a bad day, on a rough day, and show love to me? Genuine love, not put on, not because they want to sell me something. (laughs) I feel the love of God. Can you imagine? What do we got? 80 people in this room? 75 people in this room? Adults? Not including the little boogers upstairs? Can you imagine? if even 50 of us went to our workplace with the posture that there might be one person that needs to be loved in the name of Jesus? Can you imagine the multiplication effect? And what if we went all five days, six days of our work week with that posture? do you think maybe the world would become a little bit better of a place? And I'm not talking about the miracles that we all know God can do through the, the, the sincere prayers of His people. That, you know, that's, that's the cherry on top. I'm just talking about a whole bunch of people who have been loved by God, loving others and showing that love in their workplace that simple <laughs> not easy but simple awkward but simple 1 John 3:16 through 24 this is a long one so read along we know what real love is because Jesus gave up his life For us. So we also ought to give up our lives for our brothers and sisters. If someone has enough money to live well and sees a brother or sister in need but shows no compassion, how can God's love be in that person? Dear children, let's not merely say we love each other, let us show the truth by our actions. Our actions will show that we belong to the truth, so we we will be confident when we stand before God. Even if we feel guilty, God is greater than our feelings, and He knows everything. Dear friends, if we don't feel guilty, we can come to God with bold confidence, and we will receive from Him whatever we ask because we obey Him and do the things that please Him. We see that one of the fruits of obedience is actually God, God hears and answers our prayers in a special way. And this is His commandment. What is His commandment? How do we obey God? We must believe in the name of, of His Son, Jesus Christ, and love one another just as He commanded us those who obey God's commandments remain in fellowship with him and he with them and we know that he lives in us because the what spirit he gave us he gave us lives in us we know he lives in us because the spirit he gave us lives in us So that's great, Aaron. It's going to make the world a better place. But how do I live that kind of love, the real love, that's sacrificial? If someone has enough money to live well and sees a brother or sister in need but shows compassion, how can or doesn't show compassion how can God's love be in that person? like like tangible love, like giving of our time, giving of our money, maybe giving of uh, like just what we have to give like in that moment in the park. I, I couldn't fix that lady's problems. all I had to give was an awkward prayer. Giving what we have. How do I do that? Now I brought. This is not a paddle, by the way. Everybody has thought that this is a paddle talking about obedience and discipline. Uh, this is actually a game, and I need, su- I need a volunteer, a poor sucker who just wants to help me play this game. So what's, who's, who's brave? Who's brave? Josh. Everybody calls Josh immediately. <laughs> He's like, huh, ah, guilty. All right, Josh, it's very simple. Very simple, right? Like, you see the numbers. And here's what you do. You can't touch it with either one of your hands. So if it bounces off your thumb and goes to 1,000, it doesn't count. Okay? You, you cannot touch it with either one of your hands. You have to swing. Now, can, you can move the ball and you can move the paddle as much as you want. I'm going to have Josh come over here. And, Josh, what I'd like you to do is keep track of, of your score, okay? okay. All right? I, I'm just going to do a quick recap, and then you're going to. And keep uh, figuring this game out, okay? All right. <laughs> this is fun. <laughs> I knew it would be. In my notes, I have no way of, like, practicing while he's doing that. So quick recap, quick recap. For obedience to be a way of life, something that doesn't fizzle, we've got to be motivated by the right things. I'm pretty sure he's still at zero. This is fun. You'll get it, though. You'll get it. We've got to be motivated by the right things. So let me ask you a question. Hey, being a rule follower, is that a motivation that will last? To obey God consistently. How about a reward? (laughs) (laughs) I love this. (laughs) Hey, I'm going to keep talking, but feel free to cheer when he finally gets a point. Okay, all right. (laughs) Self-preservation, pride, duty, people-pleasing. Yeah! Now keep going. Keep, Keep track of your score. All right, cool. He'll get it. Now, my question is, If we obey God out of the wrong motivation, is God still pleased? It's not a trick question. Is God pleased by our obedience even if it's with a motivation that's maybe secondary to love? I would argue very strongly he is. Look at the book of Jonah, right? God was honored and pleased with his obedience until he got all depressed and suicidal, right? God is still pleased even if we obey with the wrong motivation. But if we want obedience, a lifelong obedience with a relationship with God, consistently hearing from God that will last, we must obey as a reflection of God's love. I have a question for you, Josh. Keep going. Keep going. Are you physically tired from doing this? Maybe emotionally tired? Oh, got another one. Emotionally tired. Uh, Maybe frustrated? Look at this guy. He's getting it. I don't think he's frustrated anymore. (laughs) Now, Josh, would you call this game hard? No. No. Would you call it um, simple, maybe? Okay. If it's not hard, why have you only got like 400 points? Uh, mentally? <laughs> I would call this game simple but difficult. Would you guys agree? Simple, but difficult. Thank you so much, Josh. What's your total score? 2750. 2750. Now, I will, have a nice job. Give him a hand. Hey, guys, can you put, put the, the picture up on the screen? Here's how I want us to end our time today. And you know what? Uh, the team offered to come up and sing a song at the end. I, I think I'm just going to end with a prayer and a challenge today. So today, I want, you, I want us to think about our obedience, our hearing from God, and taking action on this, uh, on what he says in terms of this game. Now, Josh was able to swing quite a few times. What we weren't able to track is how many attempts he had compared to how many points he got. So today here's what I want us to think about. I want to think us to think about hearing from God and having the opportunity to obey like this game. Is it, um, is it a simplistic game? Absolutely. Is it easy? Heck? No. No way. Pretty, pretty low return. You know, if that was a free-throw shooter, he wouldn't be playing in the NBA, right? But every swing you can think of it as a day. Maybe every swing, if God is calling you to do lots of little things, is once an hour. And maybe God is calling you to be a person of Prayer. And to pray for random strangers. And you got to miss five times before, before you hit that one that you're like, well, you know what? Okay, I get it, God. And your relationship with God grows because of it. Maybe God is asking you to do something small, as in... Loving your spouse in the way that they need to be loved rather the way than the way that you want to love them. Maybe it's a matter of serving a coworker going out of your way that you just don't like. Maybe it's something bigger, like me and my wife had to go through, where like we just decided to move out of state for a job I wasn't expecting to want. But because we we felt like we heard from God, it's like, okay, what does this mean? And it's going to cost us. Like, we know that. It's going to cost us. I'm pretty sure before we said yes to that, I I may have swung and missed a few times. So my encouragement is view every day, every hour as a swing. And maybe you get 25 and just trust Jesus a little bit more. Maybe out of 100 swings, you get 100 points. You just get that one. And the world becomes a little bit better of a place. Or maybe you start to hear God's voice more clearly, like Josh started to get that rhythm. He started to catch it frequently. Maybe I feel like for the first time in my life, I have a real relationship, a two-way relationship with God. Maybe my actions are just actually reflected. I look like Jesus. I don't know where you are today or what obedience looks like to you, but I'm going to take a second, and we're uh, with the kids rustling upstairs, um, I'm actually going to ask us to bow our heads and close our eyes, and I'm going to give you 15 seconds of quiet, maybe awkward. And I want you to picture in your mind that thing that God was asking you to do this past week that you didn't do. Or picture in your mind that thing that you think that God might be asking you to do on a daily basis this week. Whatever it is, big or small, I want you to get a picture in your mind in this moment of quiet. I'd invite everybody to stand. Holy Spirit, we invite you to come. With open hands and open hearts, we invite you to come. Not because we're going to sing a pretty song. Not because we have a flowery message. But Holy Spirit, we invite you to come because you are the gift of our Master Jesus to us. And I pray, Father, that in the name of Jesus, for the sake of Jesus, that as you speak to each and every one of us, who claim the name of our Lord Jesus. I pray that in power we would go out times 50, times 60, times 75 and obey as we hear from you. We expect to hear from you and I ask that you would empower us to obey, that the world would become a better place, that it would look more and more like your kingdom to what we're going to experience in eternity. I pray in the name of Jesus that because you speak and because we obey, that this room full of ministers would go out and build the kingdom this week and next week in big things and little things at home or at work. I pray, Lord, that you would have your way in this world because of this group of Jesus followers. In the name of Jesus, we pray. God's people said, amen. Amen. You're dismissed.